part of helping the city assess their vulnerability is also educating the residents and giving them some practical tools to understand and then hopefully act on their vulnerability. So this mapping tool that we have produced and actually one of the postdocs at Fiber led the production of this tool. It's amazing what you can do online these days um, with just some data and some, some coding ability. It is concerning to look at some of the vulnerabilities that are there. And of course, Cedar Key has weathered many hurricanes and storms and some of the worst scenarios are related to some of those extreme events. But if you dive deep into the tool and the data, you see that there actually are a lot of very key points along the city on certain roadways and things like that, where we can take targeted actions to buy time for sort of larger adaptations. But I think maybe it is hard to look at, at flooding data, but it's really important and there actually are actions that we can take. So getting over that initial scariness, we are starting to have some really great conversations with the city about what they can do. We definitely don't want people to be defeated by looking at flood risk. And there are, are actions people can take, such as raising their first floor elevations. So you see a lot of homes on stilts already in Cedar Key when you come out here, but there are many homes that are not elevated. And there are ways that you can elevate a home post-construction. It just definitely depends on the type of construction. For instance, in our data, we found that elevating a home above the flood elevation expected in a Category 1 storm would reduce vulnerability of the housing sector by about 50% across all scenarios. So that's really encouraging. And of course, we're still sort of working through the final assessment. So that's a draft number. But that's just one example of a very concrete action that people can take to make a big difference in their vulnerability. Definitely these actions and adaptations that people can do cost money. And that is one of the great things about the Resilient Florida program is that after you complete the vulnerability assessment stage, that does open up additional state money that municipalities can apply for to get grant programs for things like cost sharing of a home raising or elevating roads in certain areas, maybe building a bridge instead of a causeway just based on future vulnerabilities. So there is going to be more state support for these adaptation actions, but we're sort of working through the process of getting all the data and defining the exact projects that are gonna make the most difference.